The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sometimes you just need a little spiritual guidance to help get your life back together. It can be compared to mosaic art. Many little pieces that come together to form something beautiful. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Your host is Mosaic Shaman, Christy Ellen. Christy and her guests are here to ensure that your life is just as you deserve it to be. Happy. Now, here's your host, Christy Ellen. Welcome, beautiful beings of light, to the Mosaic Healing Gardens. This is Christy Ellen, the Mosaic Shaman. I'm really glad to have you back again this week. Um... The seasons are changing here, just as we change the seasons in our lives and that happened in the natural course of existence. There is snow now on the high mountain peaks. I can see them on the LaSalle Mountains. And a jacket is needed in the evenings. And so the growing season has come to an end. This flow is natural, as can be the flow in our lives as well. We don't say to the winter, stop coming, for it would make no sense to do so. We expect there will be winter, followed by spring, summer, and fall, and then winter again. And yet, as our lives change, we resist and even get angry and blame others for the changes that happen in life. So, my question to you today is, do you take 100% responsibility for your life? And that's right, I said 100% responsibility for your life. All of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Is this the life you dreamed of as a child? So that's what we're going to talk about. And you might say, you know, Christy, man, I I don't have control over the weather or what other people do. I don't have control over war or a national disaster. So how can I take 100% from my life when there are other things that happen? And I agree, there are. And you cannot control all of these things. But you can and always are able to control how you think about these things. And how it will affect your life. That's always your choice. How the situations around you are affecting your life and your future. And it always affects how you act. And you are the one person in charge for that. And that's the 100% responsibility I'm talking about here. Taking responsibility for what is happening in your life by the behaviors you're putting out towards what is going on. Change the way you see your life and your life will change. That was something I learned from a great teacher, Wayne Dyers. And our show today is about change your story and change your life. To look honestly at why you are where you are right now. I want to share a little story with you that I I found when I was researching through my book stuff. And I wrote this several years back, so I'm going to read it to you now. It's called Once Upon a Time. Once upon a time, a lifetime, a place, a world, a night, just some time ago, there was a little girl that longed for love as all girls do. She was looking for that knight in shining armor, the one to take her to the castle, we all hope was full of love. But since the story never gets that far, we don't really know, do we? After the knight takes her 
riding off into the sunset. We never know what happens next. It's just all too, too confusing. We are told they live happily ever after, but what is happy and where is ever after? There is the love, the knight, and the damsel who is always in distress. And I have to ask, why is she always in distress? And why does the knight have to rescue her? You know, it never really happens, for the knight is always so confused. He never knows his horse from his. So how could he ever rescue the girl? Seems so sad that we all end up hurt. The knight, the girl, we all endure alone and scared, confused as to why the knight can't get it together to perform the impossible feat of making everyone happy. The knight burns out under all the pressure to be perfect, and the girl just gets confused as to where she, where her strength is. Does it reside with the knight, or is it in her own heart? Who is the hero, and why does the story just end with everyone so confused? Who has the voice, and who has the right to speak, and who will listen? How do we decipher all this confusion, and why are there always so many questions? And where is the knight? Oh, there he is. He's hiding in the corner with the blinders on. At least I think that is him, for it's hard for me to tell as I cannot see past my own blinders. So when we're looking for someone else to come and take care of it all and to save us, we're going to be waiting for a very, very long time. 54 years, still waiting. I've decided to stop. I decided about 10 years ago that no one was coming to rescue me and it was my job to find my own happiness. It was my job to step into life to which I was born. And the way to success is to take total responsibility for your life, all of it, the successes, the failures, stop blaming and start living. You and you alone are the reason you are where you are at this time. That is the number one key to changing your story is to take 100% responsibility. I remember when I was first told that I was very angry. It was everyone's fault. It was the wind's fault that the weather was this way today. And it was my parents' fault that I was where I was at. And I was so tired because I had no energy to form my own life because all of it was going to blaming someone else. And then I heard this idea that I decided to, to think about that I could be totally responsible for my life. All successful people know this. So what story is it's time for you to let go of? And who are you blaming? That is, it's time to forgive and send love and cut the cords from. We did some cord cutting on one of our sessions just uh, a few months back. And so now we're going to talk about that cutting the cord, letting it go. We're going to do another cord cutting tonight um, after uh, the break today and the end of the of our show. We're going to do another one of those because they're so important and to stop the blaming. Every person in your life was a gift to learn a lesson from. Take a moment today and write down the lessons that you learned. Write down the lessons that you got out of this experience. Forgiveness, I was told, means forgiving it over to God. And so one of those keys to taking total responsibility is to really look at what part you played in every part of your life and then to go to this part of forgiveness. The forgiveness part is letting go of the resentment anger you held towards someone else and letting go of the resentment anger you hold towards yourself for making the decisions to be where you might be right now. That forgiveness is a really big key. And now, this isn't easy. I didn't say it would be. 
never is change easy, but it's worth it because in the end result, you're going to have the life you want. You're going to have the freedom to know that you can create what you want and that power that comes from that is impossible to describe. The ability to create what you want in your life and see it manifest itself before you is is so extraordinary. I can only um, take and refer it to when my children were born, that magnificent birth, because it is a birth. It is a rebirth. And part of that is the forgiveness. And so this forgiveness, the only way I could look at it was when somebody told me it was forgiving it to God, to that higher source, forgiving it. It never made it right, what happened. It just means that you no longer carry that heavy burden of anger. You let the story go. I once had a group, and in that group I was working with uh, uh, some abused women a couple of years ago, and um, we were working with healing from that abuse. And I had them take and go out. We have a, the Colorado River has this centennial bridge that goes across. It's about 50 feet long. And I had them pick up a rock, a stone, that was their own. And I told them that they needed to make sure that stone could be something that they could lift or roll or move across the bridge. And they would have to be able to move it. And then I asked them to take some markers and write all of the things they wanted to release, all the abuse, all the hurt, anything that was going on inside of them that they wanted to get rid of. I asked them to write it on the stone. And there was a lot of emotions around this. There's a lot of thought that went into it. We did a meditation first, and we had been working on a program for several weeks about moving out of, of these abusive situations and, and learning to have some self-love, to love themselves more than anyone else was going to be able to because no one's going to treat you any worse than you'll treat yourself. And so we had been working on that. They all took their stones. Um, some of them picked up some very large, very large stones. And one of the women that I had been working with personally as a client who had been working um, for several months about trying to let go of this very abusive story that had been going on in her life. She picked a very large one. In fact, it took her rolling it across the bridge to get it across because it was holding all of the stories that she had been able to write down on it and let go of it. And when she took it across the bridge, as each person carried their stone and brought it across the bridge, I asked them to think as they were carrying it across how heavy it was. And how much of this they've been carrying? And she, she and I had been working uh, on this uh, this uh, uh, letting go that had been going on for twenty years. Twenty years earlier, she had had this uh, situation as a young ch- girl that had really been tra- tragic, and no one should have gone through what she did. And as she's carrying the large stone for twenty years that she'd been carrying in her life across the bridge, she got to the other side, and I asked them if they wanted to release the stones into the bridge, the water, over the bridge, not into the bridge, but into the water. They wanted to drop them, or they could carry them back across the bridge and keep them if they wanted to. And each person did a little ceremony, and then they threw the stone over. Well, she had to have two other women help her lift her stone in, and we took it over the railing and dropped it, and I watched as she went over the edge and made a big splash in the river. And she stood there for several minutes, and and as she drops that in, she just let this deep, deep, scream of pain out and and then she looked over the side and watched the water float by 
and it took her a few minutes to turn back around. I know she was crying deep, you know, sobbing. And as she turned around, her face had this smile and this lightness and this glow. And she said, you know, Christy, I am free. I am free now. And she asked the other women to do a little dance. And they did this dance on the end of, on the pier. And they were dancing around and laughing and going, we are free. We are free. We are free from what this has been. 20 years of carrying this along to be able to let that go. And um, I actually went to court with her a couple of days before we had this uh, experience. And in the courtroom, she was fighting for custody of her children. Her ex would take his hand and slam it on the table and she would get panicked. She would she would go into this, uh, I mean, like, a, a, I've never seen a, anything like it. She was so afraid. She'd start to shiver and, and, and just cur- curl up inside. And we took her outside, her uh, lawyer and I, and talked to her about it. And she said that when she first got married, after the honeymoon, he beat her up. And he told her if she didn't behave, this is what she'd get again, a severe beating. And that he would hit the table and that would be the sign that she was to follow and do what he wanted her to do. And so we went to the courtroom two weeks after we had this experience with letting the stone go, and he hit the table, and there was no, she didn't react. She just looked and smiled at me, and she said, there's no power anymore. He no longer has power over me. And as she left the courtroom, she said to him, you no longer have power over me. I have forgiven myself and forgiven everything that went on in this situation so that he couldn't have the power. So that's what forgiveness is about. When you hold on to not forgiving and you keep it in your story, then it has the power to run your life. And it it's exciting to be in charge of your life because you use the same energy to create greatness as you do to create blame. So you get to be able to be in charge of your life and to take charge. And, and I teach you the skills here to create an inspiring, successful life. That is what my life coaching is about. I start with the clearing work and then I go into the action steps to take and hold you accountable to your word and your choices. I promise in one year after doing all that I guide you with in my course that you will have the life of your vision. If you do the work I guide you through, you will have success. Go to soulhealerspath.com today and sign up for the serpent's path. That is the first direction, the awareness the starting of the change, the shedding of the skin of the old, the letting go of what you don't want. What you are what are you waiting for? Today is the day to step into the life to which you were born to live. Go to soulhitterspath.com right now and step into the new story of your life. To be successful, you must give up the blame of others, have the forgiveness, and stop complaining about where your life is. Today I'm bringing a guest on. Her name is Stacy Ty. Stacy has done just that. She is an amazing woman who has created a, a, some great things in her life. In her early 20s, Stacy had a sense of awakening dream that enla- highlighted the stark contrast of between living life unaware and living life as all people and places and things are, in, in, are connected. Driven by those dreams, Stacy began a life dedicated to the understanding of human suffering and personal freedom. She emerges herself in the study of human potential, psychology, religion, inner healing, mindfulness, yoga, meditation, and personal transformation. What she learned from this practice is that suffering is optional and that all experiences in suffering are invitations to awaken and cultivate one's higher consciousness as well as the collective consciousness of humanity. We're going to take a break now. We're going to bring Stacy back on. We're going to talk about her incredible journey. Join me right after the break. Thank you. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. It's time to live an inspired life. Join Christy Allen, the Mosaic Shaman, as she enhances the quality of your life. Healing with art is Christy's focus. At SoulHealerPath.com, if you follow the steps and use the skill that Christy Ellen teaches in Soul Healer's Path Life Coaching, doing your part and taking 100% of the responsibility for your life, changing your life story, then in one year's time, you could be living the inspired life of your dreams. Soul Healer's Path Life Coaching offers four life coaching packages, starting with the Serpent Path, which is all about awareness and letting go of what you do not want to have and embracing what you do. Go to Soul Healer's Path and sign up for a one-month session of Clearing the Light Body. So come and walk the medicine wheel with Christy Ellen. Visit soulhealerpath.com or call 435-260-9598 for a special newcomer's one-month coaching package for just $300. Christy Ellen is an intuitive healer and master creator. Let her guide you to living the life to which you were born to live and go from ordinary to extraordinary. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Welcome back to the Mosaic Gardens with Christy Allen, the Mosaic Shaman. And my guest today is Stacey Tai. Stacy, after taking a deep leap of faith to quit a boring office job, felt determined to discover her life purpose and create a life of meaning and fulfillment, willing to face any challenge to test her belief that we are born not to suffer, but to experience the joy of being alive. She quit her job and weathered storms of near eviction, loss of her car, loss of income, and rooted credit score. Stacy, that is a lot to be able to be willing to do that. Tell me about what that was like. Okay. Hi, Christy. Thank you. <laughs> I'll Welcome. put a positive spin on it and say it was very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wonderful. And it was, yeah, it was really deeply challenging because it, it brought me to my knees. I mean, physically, I would be in my living room on my knees crying and just reaching out beyond myself. And that's the beauty of what happens when we're willing to choose our heart's desire, what we feel compelled to do in our lives, even though there are voices within that challenge us and want to minimize us and to send us back to what feels safe and known, when we push through the threshold of our fears and our smaller beliefs about ourselves and our lives, we have the opportunity to bring those, the energy of those limitations to the light of our consciousness. So we get to see them in a way as if a light switch has been turned on. And then to respond to the question that comes from within, what do you want to do with these fears? What do you want to do with these beliefs 
that are creating unnecessary suffering in your life. So those opportunities of, you know, I, I had a nice one-bedroom apartment and um, the opportunities from being nearly evicted twice, um, my car was already breaking down and I decided in order to pay my rent and keep a roof over my head to sell my car. And so I decided to go without a car for some time. And I did those things because I wanted to know that just once in my life, I really tested what I believed. And I'd been on a spiritual path for many, many years, maybe like many of your listeners. There's a distinction between resonating with spiritual beliefs and practices and ideas of gratitude, manifestation, the law of attraction, and actually taking powerful action in our lives and drawing on those tools to guide us. So it, it was one of the most challenging and the most powerful and empowering experiences I've had in my life. Well, it sounds like a definitely a life-changing time um, to, to actually decide to do that instead of um, sticking with what wasn't working. That's what we've been talking about, moving out of what doesn't work to get what you want. I remember Yvonne Van Zandt said, said once that when you go and you, you're not happy with what you're doing and you, you quit that job or you move on, when, you, when you're willing to do that and not even know you're going to have a food to eat. That's like fasting with a purpose, fasting with a purpose, the purpose to make something new. And I get so excited when I talk to people that, that, that have that courage to do that because mm-hmm. that's what inspires me to have courage is when I hear other people's stories of courage. That okay. inspires me to move forward. Yes, and I think we all need each other that way. We're not meant to have these deep transformational experiences alone, and it's it's so important for us to be connected to other like minds. And I, I even, when I would document my whole experience on Facebook, sometimes I felt really alone, and I realized that we can find friends and mentors in books if we go through periods where we don't have access to like minds or people who can really encourage us and support us in what we're doing. If on the outside it looks irresponsible or, you know, it's easy for people to judge our choices when we're acting on behalf of our higher selves. And I used books a lot during that time, like Florence Scovel Shin, Eckhart Tolle, mm-hmm. um, all, um, Ernest Holmes, you know, just so many powerful souls, whether they're still um, living or not. But their, their writings can become friends and peers to us that guide us and, and keep us afloat and uplifted. Definitely. It's good to, good to go out and find resources. And I also know that when, um, if I don't reach out and let someone know when I'm feeling lonely, if I'm feeling lonely and I'm not reaching out, there are so many people that would reach out back if they just knew. And that right. it's, it's a matter of just being able to take that responsibility for, for yourself and your actions and say, if I'm here and I'm not happy being here, what am I going to do different about that? Mm-hmm. What am I? Yeah. What changes am I going to make to put me into that place? And you, and you make quite a few changes here. And so, in fact, you said you're facing your fears. 
it actually was one of uh, your life choices that put you in a, per- a personal power, meaning, and joy. So once you step through it, there was a reward. Can you tell us what that was, what, what happened when you did that? Yes, because, because I took um, such an extreme leap, and I did this because I, I felt guided to do it. And I'd been reading inspirational books about life purpose and living more authentically and following your, your dreams. I'd been reading books like that for three months, and I'd been using practices of gratitude and, you know, manifesting and things like that. And I was so unhappy at my job. I was an administrative assistant. I worked with wonderful people in a small office under fluorescent lights. And every day I just, I felt like I was in a cage because sometimes our our souls are not where they belong. And that's what I felt, even though I was around nice people, even though I was making an income that allowed me to take care of myself and my life, I spent so much time in that office chair daydreaming, wishing that I was somewhere else. And after three months of just reading those books almost obsessively, I just couldn't get enough of something else is possible in life and in me. And I came home one day. I'd been crying a lot the last couple days at work, and I didn't know why. And it was because all of these teachings were working on me within. And when I came home... I closed the door and sat down on my couch and just, I kind of whispered, I'll, I'll talk to my higher self, either, you know, silently within, but I just happened uh-huh. to say out loud, what's going on here? Why do I keep crying? What's wrong? And I waited and there was a long silence and it said, it's time to leave the job. Wow. And <laughs> I, I did a lot of um, just meditating and being silent and specifically asking for guidance from within. I kept asking for for signs, please tell me, please show me, is this really the right thing to do? Because I didn't have an alternate plan. I just wanted to really follow everything that I was guided to do. And I decided that I was willing to lose it all to test my beliefs if, if necessary. And whatever I would find out, either that all of this stuff is kind of fantasy, an illusion, a unicorn world... <laughs> That uh. <laughs> I, would, I would go back to a mainstream life, but I wanted to know for myself if everything I was reading about and everything I believed in my heart was possible. So uh. the, first, the first year was the hardest because I went in the following Monday and I gave my two weeks notice. And I didn't, at the time, I had no savings saved up. I didn't have a partner to help back me up. I was just going on. <laughs> <laughs> raw face and off, I always off of say you've got to quit your job you were going off and you've got to quit your job right it's time all yeah, right yeah it's, so it's time to leave the job and and the <laughs> guidance I received the rest of that weekend was it's time to leave <laughs> and so oh. I just thought wow if they're really if if faith is a power and if I'm doing what I'm guided to do and somewhere in my heart and my gut it feels right and through these teachings that I'm reading, I learned about kind of an invisible net that is thrown out to catch us when we do these things. And okay. I want. And what to was say, your net? What was your net like? Um, Describe net, your net well, to me. I felt like I felt like my net was what happened over time, because okay. 
I needed to go, I needed to go through my, what I call my own rings of fire, my own fears, because it's what we hold within our, our truer, deeper beliefs that create our lives. And so I had to be able to bring up the beliefs in me that caused me to think, well, I'll just have to have a job in order to um, pay for my life and take care of myself and the things that I need instead of, instead of really believing enough and acting on the notion that I can do what I love and make my living and take care of myself. So what was that? I be- what was that that you love doing that oh, you can I, do what, to take is, care of yourself? This is what I, this is what I daydreamed of while I was sitting in that desk. I dreamed of speaking to people, and that's part of my life purpose. Part of what I do now is speaking. I love um, talking to people about what they love and what do they think they're here to do and what are, what are they doing about it right now. So the things that I was daydreaming about, daydreaming about were the things that I'm meant to do in life. And how did you know that? How did you know because, you were meant to do those? Because there are several ways to know what we're here to do. And one of them is that it's something that we love. It's something that we're naturally good at. And people will often tell us, wow, you're really good at that. You know, better than a lot of people. And it's something that excites you. And so for some people, you know, maybe someone is a, like a social justice advocate, and that can be really hard, controversial work. So maybe a person who has a life purpose as a social justice advocate may not feel like, you know, they feel happy all the time and inspired all the time, but it can also be that a person feels a fire, a deep passion for doing a particular thing in life. So those are some of the cues, some of many cues that we can pay attention to in terms of discovering what we're really here to do. Well, and how can people connect to that, that understanding that? I mean, you're, you're saying that, are you saying you're sitting in your living room, you heard a voice, or what would you, is it your inner knowing, and Louise Hayes calls her inner ding, how, what is it that, that gave you the wisdom to know that that was something to do, and how can people know that that's what they're getting? Because some people um, might be saying, well, yeah, I, I think every day I should quit my job. But mm-hmm. they don't feel that inner, like, wow, this is a passion. Because you're talking from a place of passion. I can hear it in your voice. That when you, mm-hmm. you didn't just go, well, I'm tired of my job today, so I'm quitting. You, you made a decision based on something that was driving you to do something bigger. So mm-hmm. how can people connect to that, their inner, their inner wisdom? My first response is to practice getting comfortable with silence. Mm-hmm. And that's one way. So this is really about a connection to our soul. And our soul is our highest level of being. So in the same way that if we want to experience an optimal physical body, we operate through the body and we eat better foods and we get good exercise. And in a a busy, kind of externally-based Western society, we're so encouraged to pay attention to what's outside of us. And so I really have a sense of understanding, being a a 
Westerner, modern person myself, that it really takes some discipline to be able to develop this stillness within, to communicate with our souls directly. And that's so powerful to do because our souls know exactly who we are, exactly why we came to life, and exactly what we came here to be and share and learn. And that can be a real challenge for people to develop, you know, things like meditation or just even sitting still. But I do acknowledge that this path of inspiration and discovering your life purpose and being able to sit in silence and connect with your soul, it's not for everyone. And what I've noticed is the people who are maybe most ready to have these kinds of experiences are people who are in deep suffering because it's often, it's often pain that motivates us to say, I have to do something different or to seek beyond our own individual self. And to no, seek that's something, important. yeah, to seek something that yeah. is more than, than just one single separate individual. So people who are suffering, um, get to, they can get to rock bottom or just the suffering so hard that they just, it opens up a desire <laughs> for something different or people who are natural seekers of truth. You know, okay. so, I mean, I, I was having a hard time in my job, but it was more that I'm a natural seeker of truth that was driving me. And okay. So, so, so what most people have to do, ahead. something as extreme as you did to change their lives, to live their purpose, do you think? I don't think that people have to do something that extreme at all. I just think that I was ready for that, even though it was really hard for me. And, and I don't even think people, ha- yeah, people don't have to quit their jobs or to do these extreme things. One of the things that I learned on my own life purpose journey is that one expression of our life purpose is simply that we're here in life, that our presence, our hearts, our souls, the, the love and the beauty that we give is a gift to the world. And so just that is a whole expression of living our life purpose. And then there's another expression where we tune into what we love and what we feel called to do. So if someone, you know, loves baking and they have a passion for it, but they're working in corporate America, it's having the courage to believe that there's something in that nugget of desire to bake that will carry them along. And once we realize what it is that we love, and by the way, for people who say, well, that's great, but I really, I know what I don't like, but I really have no idea what I love. (laughs) You can start by looking at what you don't, you know that you don't like. Maybe you know you don't like working in an auto mechanic shop, or you know you don't like working in corporate America. What's the opposite of that? Where would you rather be? And, and start making a list of those things. And the, the third expression of our life purpose is that we feel a natural desire once we you know, realize that we're full and whole and beautiful just by being here and contributing our life to this world. And then we tune into what we love. 
there's a natural desire to want to share that which we love with others. And that That's, becomes yeah. the greater gift that we give. So One of the clues, someone, right, is when you know that you want to share it with others and you do it without even getting paid to do it. So, yeah. Stacy, tell me what happens when you fall in a hole in your life. That when you when your life is going along great, and all of a sudden, because or, or do you not fall in holes? Because I know when oh, I'm I walking along, I, I fall in a hole. What do you do? <laughs> what I do is, I of course, just like everyone else, I feel the discomfort or the pain of that, and I say, oh, you know, I don't really like this, or this isn't fun. <laughs> and then what I start doing is, I I remember that at least in my belief system, that everything we experience is an opportunity and it's a lesson. So when we're experiencing happiness, there's a lesson in that. And when we're experiencing um, suffering, there's a lesson in that. So as soon as I move my awareness to asking, what am I meant to learn from this experience? Mm-hmm. And I, and I spend, if it's a really big hole that I've fallen into, I'll spend more time in silence and just directly asking within, what do you want me to know? Okay. And that's, that's what I do when I fall in holes. And as soon as I <laughs> understand the lesson, things start to move smoothly again or differently again. Or it may mean that, you know, I need to go through kind of like a, a deeper challenge in order to really get it. But that's what I do. So if people had just time for one spiritual practice a day, what would you recommend they do? I would recommend finding a way to connect to their souls. And that can be through um, time spent in silence or meditation. For some people, it's spending time in nature. For other people, it's um, playing music. Spending time in ways that helps us to relax, because when we're able to relax, we're able to connect more deeply to who we are at our center. And so that's one practice that I most recommend, and actually a practice that I recommend more than that is for people to find their own way to connect with their souls or their spirits. There's an infinite number of ways to do that, and I really don't think that there's one best way for every single person. So what I would encourage people to do is, you know, maybe consider a list of things that help us connect to our souls, our higher selves, and choose one or two of them and start practicing those even once or twice a week to begin with. Excellent. It goes back to being 100% responsible for yourself and the choices you're making and being able to choose the best way to move forward in meditation. Um, I also wanted to ask um, about your wisdom tours. I, you have um, a unique thing that you're doing with these wisdom tours. I've never heard of this before. So when I looked in, into it, I, I was interested to know more about it. So tell us um, shortly about what your wisdom tours are about. Okay. The, um, it's called the Wisdom World Tour, and this is something that I created um, out of my experience of wanting to live my life purpose. So um, as soon as I quit my job, I started making short videos on my Facebook page. In fact, um, the last week that I was at my office job, I'd make little videos and say, I've given my notice. I really want to live my life purpose. I don't know what's going to happen. 
And I just continued to make videos. And I realized just from doing that, I love video content and, and inspiring others and inspiring myself through video messages. And after I'd done that for six months or a year, I realized that I wanted to, people to be inspired not only from my voice, and I also thought I need to bring in some fresh energy. Sometimes I feel like I'm kind of running out of inspirational content <laughs> through myself. And so I thought, you know, I just want to put the spotlight on everyday people who have done what we're talking about, who have felt inspired to do something or have gone through a particular challenge, and they've gone through the experience of personal transformation, and now they're either doing something that they love or they're doing something that's just so meaningful in the world, or they just have a much greater resonance of peace, enjoyment, and fulfillment in life. So I started looking for people just when I would meet people and have conversations and I would think, wow, for instance, um, there's one, um, this a really cool guy I met. His name is Eric Moore and he works with um, veterans who are homeless and he helps them to get housing. But what I realized is even though he had a government job to do this, he was so in his heart. And so I asked if I could interview him. And okay. it turns out that he was addicted to heroin in his 20s. And so he had a deep sense of compassion for people who lived on the street and were addicted to drugs and were kind of at their rock bottom. And so I love putting the spotlight on people through these interviews, which are what the Wisdom World Tour is all about, because my vision is to go around the world and interview everyday people who are doing beautiful, inspiring things with their lives so that viewers can see people that are, allow them to recognize themselves in whatever the story is, and they can feel like, I can do that too, or that's something I've been interested in, and if that person did it in that situation, I should give this more thought and you know, really put myself out there. So the Wisdom World Tour, um, you can find that at my website, which is, um, www.stacytye.com, S-T-A-C-I-T-Y-E.com. Okay. And this is a newer project for me, so I'm, I just have some informal interviews that I'm starting to post, um, but I have a vision, and I really, really love doing this. It's been beautiful connecting with people this way. And people can donate to um, this vision as well, right? I, I saw a donation part there. They could go in and, and donate to this project. And you do have some of the interviews on your site. Is that correct? Or do they go to YouTube to see those? Yes. Um, I have them. Gosh, I've got them lots of places. I have them on my Facebook page, but they're kind of scattered with all the other postings that I do. Um, but okay. I have them on my website, which I just mentioned, uh-huh. com. And then I also have them on a YouTube page, which if you go to YouTube, search my name, Stacey Ty, um, you'll be able to see those interviews interspersed with all my other personal inspirational videos that I've made. And, and I really, really like that my videos right now, they're very casual because I'm not polished in doing this. I'm still on huge learning curves and I hope to be forever, but these are doing these videos was just something that I loved. I felt inspired to do. I almost didn't do it because I thought, well, I don't really have lighting equipment. I don't have this. 
But we need to start with what we have, even if it's to pick up the phone and say, can you help me with this, or can I borrow a lighting thing, or, you know, a lot of my videos, the phone's, you know, is shaking, you know, because I'm holding it out, yeah. and, you know, I don't have this or that. But we can always start with what we have, and it's taking those actions that brings more of what we need to us. Exactly. I agree with that. And the perfectionism needs to go. So you're just moving forward and doing something. Doing something is better than waiting to be perfect at it. So great to hear that. Um, I also um, would like to, so if any of my listeners have an inspiring story that they want to share with you, maybe have you video, can they also go on there and send that information to you as well? Oh, yeah. So, so wait, let me be clear. So if someone has an inspirational story to share, um, can yes. they post a video? Can they, no, can they ask, send it out to you to come have you video them? Oh, absolutely. So if people yeah. want to reach me, you can contact me through my website, stacytie.com, or you can send me an email at stacytie at gmail.com, S-P-A-C-I-T-Y-E at gmail.com. And I would love to hear people's, you know, inspirational stories, what they're doing, and go from there. Excellent. So that is the World Wisdom Tour. Excellent. I'm I'm glad to clear that up and have it out there. It sounded really exciting. As a world traveler, I I think that would be amazing to go around and talk to people about their their stories and their changing uh, things that are happening. So um, is there one thing you'd like to leave with our listeners before we, we end today? Yes, I would like to share for um, people who have been speakers on a spiritual path or a path of truth for a long time, I would like to encourage you to keep going. And, you know, whether you feel like your ship has come in yet or not, to keep going, keep believing, and keep making yourself available to what you feel that you're here to do. Because no one else can give what you're here to give in exactly the way that you're here to give it. And if you don't make that happen, then the world or your particular audience or your family or your community misses out on what you're here to share with them. And then for people who are maybe new to this path, you know, there's, we have some really entrenched beliefs, like, um, in our society, like, you know, if you're not working hard or killing yourself or going to a job that you feel like you're slacking to and from, every day, Monday through Friday, and you don't love it, but there's a curious rising up, a curiosity rising up within you to continue to seek, read books, have a conversation with a friend, and just give that feeling and that curiosity some, some energy, and it will continue to grow in you. And then finally, for people who may be a little doubtful, you know, maybe you're your girlfriend or your husband said, oh, honey, you know, you have to listen to the Mosaic Garden and, you know, all these, you know, beautiful (laughs) things that are shared on your show. Maybe these things don't apply to you right now, but I'll ask you to put these inspirational encouragements in your back pocket for maybe a time in your life when you feel called to something different or something more or you feel something in your thoughts that you'd really like to explore. And just let this content, you know, rest with you for a little bit. And I just want to send out just heartfelt love to all of 
the listeners and to you, Christy, for everything that you do because everything we're talking about, the root of it is is the power of love. So we're in self-love when we're expressing the truth of who we are. We're in love for others when we're sharing who we are. And when we are really allowing ourselves to create a life that honors our truth, it's good for us, it's good for others, and it's good for the world. Thank you. Well put. Well put. I totally agree with that. And thank you so much, Stacy, for taking the time to be with us today and share. And thank you for what you're doing with the World um, Wisdom Tour and all the things you're doing. And thank you that you let the job go so that you could be here to inspire the rest of us. I, I hold you in gratitude there. Yeah. Thank you, Christy. It's okay. super fun to talk to you and all of your listeners uh, as well. Okay. We've, well, continue to share your message. And um, for the rest of you, we're going to go ahead and take our meditation now. And thank you, Stacy, again for being with us. Thank now, you. we're going to take and go into a meditation today of cutting the cord, letting go with, free, with uh, forgiveness, working on forgiveness. Because in order, again, for life to get better, you must change. The change comes with you. Take 100% responsibility for your life by willing to give up the victim story and move into the divine being of love you are to create all sorts of inspiring things in your life. Now I want you to take and take a deep breath. Put your hand on your heart. As we breathe in, we breathe into the belly, softening the belly, letting that breath come out. Put your feet on the floor, dropping into your center, dropping into the core of who you are through your breath. Deep breath in, allowing the belly to expand and exhale. Quieting the mind, allow yourself just to be present with this time right now. This is your time. Your time to connect with your higher self through quiet meditation, bringing the energy up through the earth, pulling it up through your breath, and dropping any negative thoughts out with your exhale, becoming grounded and centered, connected to the Pachimama, the Great Mother, bringing the energy down from our great spirit into our body and connecting we ask at this time that all cords be cut that connect us to anyone who is still taking our energy from us we ask these cords be cut with that golden sword that come from the heavens we bring the sword down and we cut these cords and allow them to go back allowing freedom we ask the cord be cut to anyone we're holding anger and resentment to allow it to go and we say we say to this thank you for what you have taught me thank you for what I have learned and I set you free I set you free bringing into our mind anyone that we want to send love light and forgiveness to for it is for our purpose that we send the love light and forgiveness that the power now be given back to us and they be set free. And we do that by saying thank you for what I have learned. Thank you. I set you free with love. 
Letting all forgiveness go, calling on the angels and the gods to let go of anything that's holding us, connected to what is stopping us from moving forward to our higher source, and we let that go. And we ask those cords to be cut, and we ask those lights of love to surround us. And we say, thank you to ourselves. Thank you, and I forgive you. I forgive you. I thank you for what I have learned, and I forgive me, and I set me free. Thank you for what I have learned. I forgive me and I set me free. Blessing all light, love, letting all the cords be cut that connect us to anything that's not our higher source. Being willing to let the wounds heal, to release them, to let go of what might keep you connected to the past is gone, let the past go. I forgive you and I set you free. I forgive myself and I set myself free. Put a hand on the heart. I forgive myself and I set myself free. The past is gone. Let it go. From this moment on, you are in charge. You are the creator of your future. You are 100% the creator of your experience and your reaction to life. Yes, life is a choice. And so the choice, the one that brings you to the one-year, the five-year, and the ten-year plan, I choose that now. I forgive you. And I set you free, allowing it to go. Remember, forgiveness is for turning it over to a higher source. And it is for you that it is done, bringing back all your power, all your energies back into your body. To the praise of God, we ask all the energy come back into our bodies. That you may be whole and complete for the divine being of love that you are. For you came from love, you can be nothing but love. I send that divine love to you. I ask you be willing to let it go. Let the past go. Let life be your choice. Choose the ones that bring you your one-year, your five-year, ten-year goal, that life dream that you've chosen. You are the one you have been waiting for. You can and you will have the life of your dreams. If you come and ask and walk the journey with me, Follow my life coaching principles by going to soulhealerspath.com and let's start that journey now because you have a purpose here and it is so important that you sing your song. It's so important that you that you sh- show your gift that you came here to give to this world. That is my gift to you. I will walk the path with you. I cannot do the work for you. No one can. You get to do it yourself. That's your gift to this world. But I can walk beside you, help you, encourage you, bring you the support you need to walk that gift. It is time now to take that responsibility 100% for your life and your creation. You are the creator of your life and your dreams. I'm so glad you join me here each week as I walk the medicine wheel with you and share with you the inspiration from other people that come. I want to thank Stacy so much again for being here. I want to say that next week we're going to talk about Stop Complaining and Start Living My guest is Marsha Grace. She is a student and a teacher of The Course in Miracles and a leader in the art of meditation. And she will come, share with us her knowledge, walk the medicine wheel with us, and share her meditation. Please join me each week. And if you miss part of this program, go back and look. I'm on every 12 hours on Voice America's 7th Wave Radio. And you can also go in and listen to the archives. Thank you so much. 
My love and light goes out to you. Namaste. May your day be blessed with joy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Christy Ellen hopes that you will join her on another journey next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the seventh wave network for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit seventhwavenetwork.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management